poor as a church mouse. God bless everybody. This was a dream. I just wanted to get into this. This is pretty neat. Interesting what the Holy Spirit will reveal in your dreams. Do not look at your dreams like they're just some soul dreams or demonic dreams or God dreams. Do not put your dreams in a box. Just like many churches putting the Holy Spirit in a box. Dreams are very important. And I um, <clears throat> recently switched churches um, because of a move. <laughs> and when I say move, I'm talking about more than a thousand miles. <laughs> um, and um, God is purifying the church and not just this church, but he's purifying any unholy thing within the church. And I had a dream the other night and I was standing in the front yard, right? So sometimes when you dream about things being in the front yard, that means things are about to get exposed or you're in the business of exposing them because we, it's all about exposing. And once you expose, once the darkness is exposed to the light, <clears throat> the light can come in and do what it needs to do and what it's been designed and purpose to do through the Holy Spirit, through the power of the blood of Jesus Christ, who has called us to righteousness <clears throat> and called us to this type of work. So on the dream or in the dream, a very short dream, I was standing there and I could see these little mice and maybe they were various sizes. <clears throat> and I want to say at one point, I thought maybe they could have been rats. But now that I think of it, they weren't that big. And I was trying to catch these little rats or mice <clears throat> and put them up on a table. I can't remember if I was trying to, you know, kill them right? Get, get, getting rid of the pestilence or if I was just trying to gather them. At first I thought maybe I was trying to kill them, but I think I, I think my flesh was interpreting that dream more than the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> and this is why I'll tell you. So I was trying to gather them, line them up, do whatever, but get them together so that they weren't all scattered around. And the dream then I'm, you know, kind of doing that thing with the mice. And then I look over across the street. Now, Mind you, across the street from this church is a Masonic temple. And um, I won't get into detail about the wickedness and the iniquity that goes, goes on. But just know you can't serve two masters. You serve one God. Love the Lord, your God, our God, the God of Isaac, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the, the father of Jesus Christ. Love him. Um, and do not get involved in any secret societies. There is no, it's not biblical at all that you are called to do any of that. And um, anyways, <clears throat> so there is this Masonic temple and, but in the dream I could see young people and there was a woman who was irritated and she said, and I walked over to her and she was sitting in a hot tub and, she, and this was during the day. And she said, can you please tell this, these young people were centered around me who were attending the church you know, youngers, right? 20s or so. And she said, can you please tell them to stop waking me up at 2 a.m. to feed them? And I was like, okay. And then the dream just either shifted or stopped. So that's the dream. So at first I interpreted the dream kind of incorrectly because I thought, oh, you know, like we're just always trying to purify the holy remnant and trying to get out pestilence, trying to get out, you know, ungodly spirits, you know, demons that try to creep in, doctrines of demons that try to keep in. So it's always like, you know, if you're a holy remnant Jesus Fowler at this time, you're always, you know, expressing the joy of the Lord, but you're always in spiritual warfare as well. 
and sometimes you go through the emotion uh, within your soul of the weariness of it, the long suffering, but this is all what our God will show us because our God um, goes through all this, our father in heaven. And I thought, okay, surely this was, you know, the Lord's affirmation of just, you know, he still has me doing this work in this church and he's purifying any pestilence that are coming in. And, you know, the young people, they're possibly just, you know, people that are kind of just not really young in age, but they represent like lukewarm, not on fire. They're wanting people to quote, feed them spiritual food at inconvenient times. Things are all off. Um, they're going to a person who's in a hot tub. Um, I don't really have a, um, I just, I don't have a um, download about the woman in the hot tub per se, but um, this is just, you know, what, um, what I was thinking, like, you know, no one, first of all, gets up at 2 a.m. to eat, you know, except if you're Patrick on SpongeBob in the episode where it's like, oh boy, it's 3 a.m. and you want some burgers, you know, or Krabby Patty, but, um, that's just a joke. Okay. Don't get so serious. And, um, so, but I just do think it represents those young people and the woman in the hot tub. They're going over near the Masonic temple. So I think they're, you know, it just represents people who are not wholehearted into Christ. And they're trying to just get spiritually fed all the time, but they really need to learn how to um, surrender to God, be in this secret place with the Lord. That's just spending time with the Lord intimate, intimately with yourself and him and the Holy Spirit and Jesus and grow, right? So I think, you know, that's how I was interpreting the dream. Well, then I was listening to a... Um, message by David Wilkerson, who is gone on to be with the Lord, who is a pastor and quite anointed. He is on fire and he loves the Lord. People will discredit him and say, oh, it's just brick and mortar. It is, or not brick and mortar. It's just fire and brimstone. And it's like, no, it's truth. We need to hear truth right now and not comfy, cozy um, gospels. And I was listening to Anahaba Jerusalem. There's a YouTube channel and there is a uh, message he had called the sin of indifference, which was a good message. I encourage anyone who really wants to listen to it to go ahead and listen to that. But what early in the podcast, he said this phrase, he was talking and he goes, the proverbial church mouse. And I recalled the dream I had a few days ago or whatever. And I said, that's what it is. Whatever that proverbial church mouse means is what that meant in my dream. So I'm like, okay, where does that saying come from, right? It's like a metaphor. It's like, you know, something ha that has come throughout the decades. <clears throat> and that's what, what, that's just how the Holy Spirit was like, that's what it is, Brooke. It's not what you th thought it was. But sometimes dreams have layers and different interpretations. It's kind of like um, when you read scripture, and you read scripture early on in your walk and, and you're like, it just blows your mind. But then as you grow deeper with the Lord, you read the same scripture and you've just gone into deeper spaces and places because the Bible says, you know, deep calls to deep. That's that deep wisdom, enrichment and understanding that it's like spirit to spirit, right? Because God is spirit and we are spirit. 
and he will he will um, provide revelation the deeper you grow. So dreams are kind of like that. Sometimes they're surface and you understand one level, but then you start getting to talk, I mean, share your dreams with people. And then all of a sudden it's just like, wow, mind blown, right? So you get more revelation to it. So the Holy Spirit was like, look up proverbial church mouth. So I just started a simple search online and a lot of the, um, this is the commentary on some of the simple, um, explanations and it says what is a proverbial church mice or what are proverbial church mice it says having little or no wealth and few possessions as in she's as poor as a church mouse so that's the saying that people will say so you can expect her to donate anything the reason for this long use simile is unclear but most believe that since churches are not known for storing food a mouse inside one would fare poorly and this was just from a basic website at dictionary.com um, when you look up poor as a church mouth and let's look at this in the spirit god was showing me that he has anointed this time and confirmed about the spiritual food that needs to that we need to make sure we're feeding on in the church okay if you're someone saying you're poor as a church mouse in the natural, okay, um, you know, you could have a poverty spirit. I think there's a spirit of poverty that has come along a lot of people that I can discern. And I also think, you know, when you have that poverty spirit, you are always trying to consume because you haven't surrendered certain aspects of your body to the Lord. So you always come you know to church spiritually starving but you know you're seeking you're seeking you're trying to get filled but again you have that poverty spirit to you so you're earning wages um with you know you're putting money in a bag of with holes because your attention is to other things and so you can't get you can't fully surrender to the lord that's the problem so how could a church because we are the church. We are the church. A church isn't a building, right? So the church is the kingdom of God inside of, you know, in the Holy Spirit and dwelling inside this temple. So when we gather, we are the church, right? So if we're gathering in a group and you're going to say, you know, so-and-so is poor as a church mouse, we're dealing with, you know, poverty spirits, but we're also dealing with possibly, and I want to be careful with this, is, you know, spiritual poverty within the church not just on an individual level but on a group level and how does that look when it comes from leadership down there it could be an area that there's lacking that even the leader because remember we follow jesus we don't follow a pastor or you know our brothers sisters in christ but we i mean there's a you know we honor them the Lord has anointed people, so we, we give diligence and respect and we stick to an order. God is a, you know, God of order and not chaos. And everyone has different functions and parts and we honor that system. But at the end of the day, man is fallible and we always follow Jesus. And then we have grace with each other, right? And just as the grace that God has in the Father of mercies that the, our Father in Heaven has 
with us. So just when you guys get your dreams, just as I got this dream, you know, this is strategy for prayer. Now I can go back and be like, okay, Lord, I'm going to sit and I'm praying for someone else to just come alongside me who we can start having these conversations and we can start interceding for the body that's gathering in this specific area. And you're showing me, Lord, you know, I've had, I get dreams about pastors. I get dreams about the members of that go there, right? So the Lord is giving a specific strategy. It's like he gives us when we're asleep, the back, it's like a back door to get into our thoughts so that we can take, you know, this strategy and pray specifically. And that's what we're called to do is to pray specifically and have the faith and keep praying because he's purifying his bride right now. Jesus is coming back for a spotless bride, for a holy remnant, Jesus following people who are all in. So be encouraged. Um, I love to listen to dreams. If you want to share a dream with me, um, you can send it in a message. I um, love to just sit down, um, <clears throat> but do not, uh, just be encouraged to not let the enemy um, fool you into thinking about the power of what you're dreaming at night. And if you're not having dreams, pray for dreams. If it doesn't sound interesting to you, maybe you can ask the Lord, why am I not even interested in that? Because there are a lot of dreams in the Bible that change the course of history for you and I. So um, it is an important part of our life. So God bless you all and love you. Be blessed.